Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go! Hey there, welcome back to Easy Money. I'm Jill Wright and I have got another treat for you today. We have such a fun guest. Today's guest is so much fun, which makes the most sense because every time I have a teacher on the podcast, it's always a lot of fun. It seems like it must be a prerequisite for a good teacher. You have to know how to make things fun. And this next guest certainly does. Jen Lafine is a personal development coach for high achieving women who want to show up for their lives as well as they do for others and not feel guilty about it. She is also a master teacher, having spent nine years in the classroom where she learned many, many valuable skills that help her coach her clients to any result they want to achieve. She's passionate about journaling, Ink Joy gel pens. Oh, another pen freak. I love it. And her garden full of zinnias. Jen has a free lunch and learn workshop for high achieving women every Wednesday at noon central. Spend your lunch hour changing the way you think about what you're capable of. And you can register at her website, www.jenlafin.com slash lunch and learn all one word. Yeah, this is really good stuff. And here we don't talk specifically about scarcity mindset, but she has such a thread of abundance mindset in our conversation that I want you to look out for her abundance mindset and see if you have a scarcity mindset, you know, uh, and here's one way to know if you have a scarcity mindset, listen into this conversation and find out if you have a scarcity mindset and if that mindset is limiting you. Um, one way to know if you have a scarcity mindset is that you're afraid to walk away from things. Now you could be good at accounting. You could be good at teaching. You could be good at a lot of things, and you might think, well, because I'm good at it, I have to stay here. Um, because I'm getting paid well, I have to stay here. But think about the art of negotiation. The best negotiators, the one that get those win-win deals where nobody loses, they're the negotiators that are willing to walk away from the table. So I think if you want to be a great at negotiating with life to get more of what you want, you have to be willing to walk away from the table, knowing that you have more to gain than you have to lose. You have more to gain from walking away than you have to lose by staying. 
So if you don't walk away from this conversation with a bunch of golden nuggets, then you need to go back and listen the second time because this is gold. So get your paper and pencil out. You're going to want to jot down some of this goodness. Enjoy this conversation I had with Jen Lafine. Oh, and hey, one more thing before I lead you over to our conversation, I should probably let you know that uh, I didn't welcome her like I normally do because what happened on this episode is we just got to talking before I did that and she had so much goodness to share that I didn't want to interrupt her role that she was on. And so you just get to hear all of the 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 pre where I normally um, lead us in or where I welcome her. You get to hear all of that goodness that happened uh, before I normally do that. And so just know that you're going right straight into the conversation with no lead in whatsoever. But I guarantee you, um, you know, once we get going here, you'll be glad that I didn't edit that out. <laughs> I would probably say what she wants matters because I think so many high achieving women get stuck in, um, I don't want to say stuck in a rut, but stuck in a path where they are taking care of everybody else because they derive their personal, um, you know, like the accolades they receive from people like that feeds them. And I want her to know that what she wants matters too, and that she can make herself happy. She doesn't have to always be achieving and getting that, you know, the affirmations from other people, she can give them to herself too. And I think like when I was in the classroom, I was a really good teacher. Like I'm not like, I don't want to be conceited. And I think I told you this before, like I won teacher of the year. I was a teacher leader, team leader. Um, it was hard for me to walk away from everybody thinking like how awesome of a teacher I am to working for myself where nobody tells me at the end of the day that I'm doing a good job. Mm. Right. And I had to learn that I can appreciate myself, appreciate what I'm doing and derive all kinds of good feelings from that. Like if we think about anybody who might be leaving corporate um, mm -hmm. to go start their own business. Like this, some of these coaches that are in my ideal client base mm -hmm. um, where they might have been really good at their job mm -hmm. and it might have been really easy for them. Very easy. Yep. And Although they feel super compelled or they feel really called or they feel like this coaching thing, this entrepreneurial thing is what they're ultimately meant to do. It can still be, um, even outside of the money aspect of mm -hmm. it can be really hard to say, yeah, I'm going to give up this thing where I'm really good and I'm really successful 
and it's and very I'm going easy. to, and it's very easy. And I'm going to go do this thing that's super hard and that I suck at. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But okay. I will tell you that I wouldn't go back for anything. I wouldn't go back to working for anyone else because what I've learned as a high achieving woman is that my time and my talent is better invested in growing my own business, but also in being able to serve the people who truly need it and not just people who I'm told to serve. Yeah. Don't get me and wrong. I, I love teaching. I loved my students. Mm-hmm. I, that's probably the part I miss the most. Yeah. Okay. But I don't like, this is what I was meant to yeah, do. But now, now you get to impart your wisdom in a different way to different people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I left, <laughs> I can still remember the day and I might've told you about this earlier. I remember the day I told my husband that I was leaving teaching and that I was going to start a new business. And this was my business before I did my coaching business. Thank goodness that he supported me because we, I decided to do that and leave like that secure teaching job with a regular paycheck and awesome benefits, great insurance. I did that the year that we were going to have two kids in college. Both of our kids, our youngest was going to be a freshman in college. Our son was a sophomore. So we had two college things to pay for and we were going down to essentially one income until I made it. So there's that, you know, like that fear of, well, what if I don't make it? We're going to be destitute. And we never were because that's a great motivator as well. But it was just like, people are like, are you crazy? And not only did I, did I leave teaching? I remember before I left the classroom, I had a, like a rummage sale where I got rid of all my teacher books and and bulletin board borders and all the, you know, stuff that I had, I taught fourth grade. So there was a lot of that, you know, a lot of stuff. And the janitor came in my room and he said, maybe you shouldn't be selling all this stuff. What if that, what if that business doesn't work out? (laughs) And I said to him, failing is not an option. Like I'm not coming back. This is going to work in the boats, (laughs) burn in the boats. Exactly. So it was a very risky thing to do. But I think that we have to take those risks if we want to get the reward. Yeah. It's in the name of entrepreneur. <laughs> risk. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's not spelled out in there. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, what trips people up. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not the name. <laughs> Where is yeah. it? Where is it in the name? There's no R-I-S-K in the name. And there's a, um, there's a really interesting... Um, thought about that, that maybe I can offer to you and to anyone listening is that when we're faced with that risk and with that fear of what if this doesn't work? And of course, then our primal brain wants to keep us safe, wants to keep us in our comfort cave, um, gives us all the feels, all the, you know, negative self-talk that tries to keep us stuck we are so fixated on ourselves and on what could happen to us. 
what I like to do when I get in a situation like that is I like to turn it around and I like to say, if I don't do this, who is it affecting? So if I decided to stay in teaching and not follow my dream of being an entrepreneur, there are people all across the world that I've worked with that would not have been helped because I wouldn't have, I would still be in the classroom. Like they wouldn't have worked with me. Okay. They also like, I've had, I've been out of the classroom now for six years and in my other business, I have people tell me, cause that's, I've been doing that the longest. I have people tell me like how much they want to do what I do someday. And I just think to myself, like, what if you can be a role model for somebody else who wants to live that life, who wants to be brave? What if you can make their path and their journey a little bit easier? So worth it. So worth it. Yeah. So so it's so it helps sometimes to not just make it all about you, making it about who you can help and what they'd be missing out on if you didn't help, if you didn't make that choice. That was so good. Well, thank you. So keep going because you're on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm like taking notes as you go along. I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. Like I'm like, amen. Right. Well, and I think it's, it's so much, it's so much easier when we don't make it about ourselves, when we make it about who we could help, who we wouldn't be helping if we let fear win, because then we don't have to listen to the yapping in our brain of fear, you know, giving us all the reasons why we shouldn't do it. We can put our energy and our attention and our efforts on who it is that we could be helping. And make that like our, you know, as high achieving women, we tend to be very selfless, right? We're taking care of other people. Well, let's make this about taking care of other people too and helping them in whatever it is that they need. Um, that's been a very helpful mindset. My other business, I work with teacher writers and in that business, a lot of them want to be published. They want to submit to journals. They want to write books, whatever it is, but they're afraid. And so in talking with them a little bit about primal brain without going into too much detail, the most effective thing that I think I've ever said to them is, um, what is going to happen if you don't publish this, who is going to miss out on learning what you're going to teach them in this book? I had one teacher who was going to be doing a workshop for me and she um, got on a Zoom call with me and she said, I don't think I'm going to do the workshop. And I said, well, why? And she's like, because I don't think anybody wants to learn what I have to teach. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, absolutely people want to learn. She was going to be teaching a writing intervention strategy, which is how we help students who are struggling with writing. And I said, that is one of the most needed things out there. She's like, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I said to her, do you think that there is one teacher at least who will attend that workshop and learn something from you? Well, yeah, she said, and I'm like, yes, you're absolutely right. And then I said, and then do you think that there's at least one student who is going to benefit from that teacher sitting in your workshop and learning from you? Well, yeah, I can imagine that would happen. I said, so stop making it about yourself and start thinking about that student who needs help. And that by 
you giving into fear, you're not going to be able to help that student ultimately. And then once she put it into that term, that kind of thinking, then she was like, oh yeah, okay, I, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's great. It's been great. Yeah. And I, I always, I've said this a thousand times if I've said it once, but, um, you know, I always find that the fear comes from the judgment, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't good enough. This isn't, um, what people want. This isn't whatever. So that fear comes from the judgment and I have yet to find anywhere that judgment serves us. Yes. There's, there's things that we can discern lessons we can discern, but that doesn't come from judgment that comes from collecting the data, um, noticing your motivations or where you didn't match up with your intentions or misalignment. Like that's all discernment. Mm -hmm. Judgment is completely different and judgment mm -hmm. never serves us. It never gets us what we want. And like you, you said earlier, what we want matters. So yeah. if we want to get what we want, we have to start noticing. And I think judgment is just about awareness. We like, we don't have to do anything necessarily with the judgment. I don't think as much as we just have to build awareness around it, because I think Absolutely. our brain will do what it needs to do once we become aware of the judgment because sooner or later even if it's not the first time or the second time or the fifth time or the tenth time eventually our brain will figure out oh yeah that's like wasted energy you know and you know one of the mo motivational uh, triad one of the things in the motivational triad is energy conservation so if our brain ever notices that we're wasting energy it's going to shut it down but it's going to do it from a place of abundance not from a place of lack or scarcity which is so much more effective and so much easier <laughs> you know on this podcast i'm all about easy so that's <laughs> that's what i always recommend well and that's around so, the judgment that's so funny because i think i think as women we just are naturally really good at making it hard on ourselves. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, me, like my, I'm like the best student in that. Area. We think it has to be hard. We think like if it's easy, we're doing something wrong. Um, we are so conditioned to be so self-judgmental -judge and playing small that um we don't realize we have, op we have options. You know, um, I was talking to a client in a session and she was telling me that she had been kind of, she wanted to go back to school to get this level of education, the certificate. And she said that she, you know, even though she wanted it, it wasn't something that she was ready to do the work on. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, you know, I'm like going to probably be the only woman there. And, and it, you know, they're kind of going to be a little bit older. And, and I said, so, right. And she had said to me a little bit later, she said, you know, I registered for that class because I figured why not, why not me? And I said, absolutely. And she goes, that's the difference that coaching makes is because we show people their brains and we show them 
those, you know, that negative committee that's meeting in their head, that it's like you said, it's just trying to keep them safe. And as women who are so programmed to just beat up on ourselves all the time, that's refreshing to know that we have options about the way that we can think and what we can do. Yeah. And heck yeah. Why not you? Why not me? Why not you, Jill? Like, why not? Let's do it. Let's, let's, you know, start this revolution of women who are sticking up for themselves, who are going after their dreams, who are doing the things that they want to do, because in the process of doing that, we're going to be role models for other women. We're going to inspire other women to be brave. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yes, Jen. Yay. Yay. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, and it is, that's something that I have struggled early on in my business for probably the first three, three and a half years um, of my business was that feeling that I didn't belong in the room or that I was out of my league or, yeah, I mean, exactly what you just described with that client. So I was like, oh my gosh, these people are so much further ahead of me. And I've had clients think that way too. I used to host uh, group calls for all of my one-on-one clients, just as an additional um, space for them to meet and to get coaching and to normalize what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. And I had one of my uh, one-on-one clients tell me, oh, I don't really like showing up in those calls because so many other people are so far ahead of me. I feel like I don't deserve to be there, you know? And I was like, no way. I mean, what you don't see because your brain is blocking it is that they're struggling with a lot of the same things that you are just because they're at a different level than you are. Doesn't mean that they aren't struggling with some of the same thoughts, with some of the same identity issues, with some of the same struggles that the obstacles that their brain is presenting them. So Mm -hmm. you absolutely do belong. And so then I had to coach myself on the, on the same thing. Uh, Actually, my coach had to coach me on that (laughs) same thing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I just coached my client. (laughs) Well, and I would also add to that as the new person or newer person in the room, you have perspective that other people don't have. You have knowledge, you have learning, you have insights that other people don't have. That doesn't have anything to do with experience. It's just because of you as a human with a human experience, all your own, you have something to bring to the table, right? So again, making it about others is a great way to get out of our own way, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that perspective too, because that's another thing that, that I teach is you are valuable just the way you are you don't have to become someone different. You don't Mm -hmm. have to gain additional knowledge, gain additional experience. You are valuable just the way you are. And you have so much to offer that you don't even recognize. Um, yeah. And I've talked to so many coaches that they just spout off about something that comes completely naturally to them just based on their life experience, based on their uh, work history, based on just their, their, who they are as a person at their core that they have strengths in that they don't even see those strengths or those gifts or those talents as strengths and gifts and talents. 
and they think it comes that easily to everybody. <laughs> and so they don't, they have a hard time yes. recognizing that value. And I mean, I'll have to, I have to admit, I, I do that in certain areas too, because I'm like, but that's not worth anything because I don't have to try it that <laughs> you know, right. it goes back to, you know, making things hard on ourselves, you know, well, like, I, oh, that's not worth any money because that I don't actually have to do anything to, right. get, to get that. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. It's not about the value that you see. It's about the value that your client sees. It's about the value that you're offering them that life-changing experience that you're giving them doesn't have anything to do with what you're getting. Right. You know, that when that I, when I was listening to you, that uh, brought up a memory of a story of when I was in teacher, the teacher education program, and I didn't uh, become a teacher until I was 36. I went back, I was a stay-at-home mom, and then I went back to school when my daughter was in third grade, second grade. And so I went to school at night to get my teaching degree. And I remember during our literacy block where we had to learn like the methods of teaching, reading and writing. Um, I remember the instructor who was just this really dynamic professor. There's a lot to learn about teaching young kids how to read. Like it is a lot. And I remember her saying, and she meant this in the most sincere way. She's like, you will figure it out just fake it till you make it. And I think like walking into a room where you feel like maybe you don't belong, that your brain is telling you, who are you to be here? Why are you here? Like, you don't, these people are way beyond you. Pretend like that's not true. Pretend like you have arrived and you're ready to roll because who knows? Like nobody's going to know that you're the new person in the room. Right. I mean, you and I were both at a mastermind together uh, earlier this spring, and there were women coaches in the, that room from all places with all levels of success. You didn't know from walking around, unless they were like, you know, somebody famous, you didn't know walking around what each person's story was, right? We were all equal, if that's yeah. what you decide. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how else are you going to figure it out without putting yourself in that place? I mean, yeah. we think, oh, well we can learn it by reading or by um, learning from somebody else. And, but ultimately you're going to have to step into that space mm -hmm. to test your knowledge, to test your, your theories out, to experiment, to just do it. And you're not going to develop further until you actually do it. Right. And I think that's what um, coaches are so good at helping with too, yes. is kind of getting past that place of transitioning from, you know, the theory to the actual doing whatever the experiment happens to be, whether it's marketing or writing or stepping into a new role or stepping into a new niche or, I mean, doing ads, um, building a list, anything you're going to do in your business or in your career is going to require you to figure it out. Yes. Yes. You Absolutely. don't figure it out until you figure it out. <laughs> well, and I think a good, that's very true. I think a good, like a technique that I use or a strategy that I use because 
I've decided that my business is going to be successful because I have women out there to help. So I've already decided I'm going to be a success. I'm going to help women. One of the things that has helped me is I hired a coach to help me, but also like I take it even to the next level. And literally before we started recording this call, I texted my coach and I said, here's what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. I'm telling you because it scares the bejesus out of me that I'm going to be creating these things that I'm, that I want to create. I'm going to check in with you at the end of the day and tell you if I did it because knowing that I had an accountability partner, that there was somebody out there who was like, Oh, Jen didn't text me yet. I'm going to check in on her. That shows me that I can no longer hide. I can no longer give into the fear. I can no longer listen to that voice of self-doubt because I have work to do because somebody is checking on me. That's another beautiful thing about working with a coach is they're checking on you. So if you could get yourself to a place where you're willing to say like, this is something I want to do, a coach helps you through that. They can talk you down. They can get you back on track when you are coming off track. They can right the wrong of, you know, that your primal brain is like telling you all these stories. They can clarify all of that for you. And I think just like, yeah, that accountability is such a huge piece. And when I left the classroom, going back to, to what I said before, when I left the classroom, it wasn't just like a last day of school, I'm going to slink out the back door. Like I told them in February, I was leaving in June. Like I gave them, you know, I finished, I said, I'm finishing out the school year. Well, once you make that call and you have that accountability that they're like, okay, well, she's going, we're going to hire someone to replace her. It's full steam ahead. Right. Mm. So we've got to stop being afraid to press the gas pedal because we don't know where it's going to go. We need to just start, get ourselves an accountability partner. And when we get to that next step, the step beyond it will reveal itself. Like, even if you don't know the whole, you know, end route of where you want to be end up, you can't get there. If you don't start, Mm -hmm. it's really important, which I think a lot of A lot of the women that I work with know that they want to change or they want to be able to start showing up for themselves, but they're not quite sure what that looks like. Yeah. They know they want to feel better. They know that they want to start being able to have time for themselves. So then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. What does that look like to you? What would make you happiest? Because you deserve it. Yeah. And even if you just work on one piece of that at a time, mm-hmm. you're still making progress and, you know, the same Absolutely. progress over perfection, because if you wait for perfection, you're never going to hit that gas pedal. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I did a, I think it was a 5k one time. Oh no, I, I think it was a longer race. I don't, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it might've been a half marathon, but on the back of the shirt, um, that, you know, the, you always get a free shirt when you sign up for the race. And on the back of the shirt said, um, the, um, way I'm probably going to butcher this, but the way to the finish line is the starting line. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Something something to that effect. It's it's exactly what you said. You don't get steady wins the race. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And my other, one of my other favorite things is you will figure it out. You will get there eventually. And eventually is 
the exact right timing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh. exactly what it was supposed to be. So, yeah, yeah. So what kinds of things do you have going on in your business right now? What, um, what are you helping people do? What are you, you know, in case there's anybody out there listening that needs your help um, or that knows somebody that needs your help, mm-hmm. let's give them an idea of what you got going on. Cause you, you always have something good going on. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I like to mix things up every once in a while, yeah. but most of the time I just like really love what I do. So I just, keep- yeah you know, I keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it. right now I offer on Wednesdays, I have a free lunch and learn workshop from uh, 12 to 12 30 central time where I just teach a small concept on zoom with the ideal audience being high achieving women. And so for instance, I've taught um, getting comfortable with the discomfort of doing hard things I taught uh, one week was powerful thoughts that lead to any results. I taught a journaling workshop in that. So that is uh, a great way to spend your Wednesday lunch. Just learning a little bit about something that will help improve your life a little bit. And that's completely free. That's one of the offerings that I have. I also have, oh, that would be um, on my website, which is jenlafine.com. And that's uh, J-E-N-L-A-F-F-I-N.com slash lunch and learn. Okay. That's that. Um, and then I also have an offering called Project U, which is where I take a small group of women, 13 to be exact, because 13 is my lucky number. <laughs> I take 13 women. We identify something that they've been avoiding for themselves. So something that they want to do, whether it's writing a book or learning a hobby or taking a trip or whatever it is. It's something that they want to do for themselves. And we make that happen. And that's a six week coach group coaching program where we talk about all the things that might come up and get in your way and keep you from spending time on yourself, which is ultimately the goal of that workshop. And that's project you, um, it is running right now. It will also be running again in January. So that will, maybe some of the listeners might, might be interested in starting the new year with a little support, um, making sure that those new year's resolutions don't go by the wayside as they often do. Um, And then of course I, I do private coaching, um, for women and I would love to help anyone who is ready to do the work because we've got lives to change. So including our own. Yeah. And that's so important because all of you know, high, high achieving women also impact so many people around Mm -hmm. them. And so it's so important for them to get coaching in order for that impact to be the most powerful, um, not only for themselves, for their families and for Mm -hmm. anyone that they touch, anyone whose lives they touch, but just, you know, for the world as a whole. And I think anyone listening to this podcast probably has a heart for improving the world. Um, and you know, the world can get all, use all the help it can get I think, well, right now. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's important to remember someone is always watching us. Yeah. You know, we forget that it's, it's not just us, like, especially if we have kids, they are watching us. So do you want your kids to look at you and the example you're setting and learn what you're teaching them right now. Yeah. So 
it could be what does it what does it look like to um, to work seventy hours a week? Do you want your kids to be learning that lesson? If you do, that's great. If you don't, you need to do something about it. Uh, I know that um, in my own journaling practice, one of the things that I do every morning is I write out my goals and then I write out my whys. Why is this goal important to me? And doing this work, one of one of my whys that is probably at the top of my list, and it's not probably, it is at the top of my list, is my daughter. And I want my daughter to see what it looks like for a strong woman to follow her dream and go for it and make it happen. And so those days when I'm kind of like, eh, I don't feel like working today, I remember my daughter and it's like, I want her to see what it looks like to follow your dreams Yeah, because someone is always watching. Yeah. And not only to follow your dream, but to to want what you want, to allow yourself, mm -hmm. to give yourself permission to want what you want and express that and make it happen, but not only make it happen, but make it happen easily. Yes. Yeah. Because that's one thing that I don't want to continue the conditioning of is that um, it has to be hard. Or right. if it's not hard, it's not worth it. Or right. if it's not hard, it's not valuable. Like all of that conditioning that we have around things being hard, I would love for that to, you know, skip a few generations. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. And I think that by doing this work, that is what we're doing. Yeah. By exactly. Doing this work and by, like you said, inspiring other people in the world, we're making their journey a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like all the women who've gone before us mm -hmm. who have done great things, they made our journey easier. We're making it for the women that follow us. So absolutely. Absolutely. Any final words for people listening? Anything that maybe we didn't talk about that you thought um, can't be left unsaid or I don't think so. Okay. Well, it's been amazing. I mean, we've only had a couple of conversations, but I was so glad to meet you at the mastermind and so happy to connect with you after the mastermind and and get this yes. um, conversation set up to record this for both of our audiences because I think there's so much truth and so much uh, gold and in here yes. that people just need to hear and they need to keep hearing it so right. I mean people one day like it will click yeah, people right? like you and I have to just keep saying it. That's right. So, so everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah. And tell my it, dog and all the time. I tell my husband all the time. No, I'm yeah. telling all the women all the time. Like, yeah. And all of you women out there listening, you have to keep saying what you have to say until yes. everybody hears you. So keep yes. going. Don't Thank you, rob, Jen. Don't rob people of the opportunity to hear what you have to say. It's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank, thank you, you for having so me. much for being here. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Love what you heard today. There's more where that came from. Just head on over to jillthemoneycoach.com and get your free and simple financial freedom guide. Stop worrying about money. Stop trying to manage your time. Instead, create ease and freedom in your business. It's the first step to making money easier. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. See you then.
Thank you.